Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back <laughs> to this little podcast that I've titled Her Healing Hour. I'm your host, Lisa, also known as the Alkali Yogi. Perhaps you noticed that last week I did not post an episode. That was because I was caught up in a rapture of love. <laughs> I was reunited with my life partner after six months apart. He lives in another country and was able to visit me last week. I missed you and hopefully you missed me. <laughs> now that I'm back, let's jump into today's episode. Oh, hang on a minute. I have an announcement. <laughs> I have a website now. The site, which I'll include in today's show notes, is alkaliyogi.com, spelled exactly as it sounds, and just like on my socials, A-L-K-A-L-I-Y-O-G-I.com. Simple and straightforward, and now you can contact me via my new site. You could also learn a bit more about me and my road to wellness, as well as discovering what other platforms I'm dipping my toes in, if you will. And you could even book a 45-minute free consultation with me. (laughs) So head over to my new site. Let's set up a time. Let's chat. And speaking of other platforms that I'm dipping my toes into, I'm also newly on the YouTube, for now anyways. (laughs) Content like mine doesn't always live long on such platforms, but for now I'm still on there. So until my bit shoot is up and running, you can find me on the YouTube under Alkali Yogi. And I'm sharing some recipes, some thoughts, a little bit of yoga, and whatever else pops into my pretty head, wink, wink. (laughs) Seriously though now, back to the show. Tell me, how am I supposed to breathe with no air? No air? Not only is that a smash single by the phenomenal Jordan Sparks and Chris Brown, also it's a very relevant question, I would say, in present day and has been for the last 15 or 16 months. (laughs) You see, in this episode, we're going to get candid and talk about not being able to breathe freely and masks, their negative impacts on our wellness, as well as their symbolism. You see, this topic has actually been weighing heavily on me for some time, and so it took me a while to decide whether or not I was going to even tackle it. But here we are. I guess it's now time to share what I've learned as well as what I've been feeling. If you know anything about me, if you've been here before, you may already know that I am a not only a healthy lifestyle advocate and foodie, but I'm also a licensed holistic lifestyle coach with the Czech Institute. I'm also a yoga teacher with hundreds and hundreds of hours of teacher training and in my studies, but also in my day-to-day life, which includes daily breathwork, meditation, my yoga practice, air is at the nucleus of health for me. And guess what? Also, for you. Breath is life force in the body. That life force is your spirit. And your spirit occupies the space that you call your body only so long as your body has air and is breathing. That is why it's common to observe breath in a newborn as proof of life and the lack of breath in someone that you 
care for, perhaps, as proof that they have transitioned. To quote the late Dr. Sebi, it is oxygen that the body needs, not rice and beans or a piece of meat. We need oxygen. That is the fuel of the body. He also went on to say that cells heal themselves by allowing oxygen. He's not the only one to say this. Wim Hof has echoed similar, similar sentiments. Known as the Iceman, Wim Hof is a Dutch extreme athlete noted for his ability to withstand freezing temperatures. He has set Guinness World Records for swimming under ice and prolonged full-body contact with ice. And previously, he held the record for a barefoot half marathon on ice and snow. He attributes these feats to his Wim Hof method, also known as WHM, which is a combination of frequent cold exposure, breathing techniques, yoga, and meditation. And since we've brought up the yoga, let's touch upon yoga and what it is. Yoga is the yoking. It is the union of body and breath. As we say in the studio, if you're moving and you're not breathing, then you are not practicing yoga. Your practice requires intentional quality breath. Without it, you are not present. And in order to practice yoga, you need to be present. To be present is to breathe deliberately and be present with your breath. There are many other modes of practice that require movement that synchronize with your breath, which include things like Tai Chi and Qigong, which are more yin style, if you will, in their imprints. On the opposite side of that same spectrum, you have yang style imprint modalities, such as that requires, or rather that's like movement, um, such as running and resistance training, free weights, those very much also depend on breathing and breath awareness. If you've ever trained with a physical trainer, anyone that's worth his or her salt anyways, or weight, will tell you that it's important that you synchronize your breath and your movement. So you see, anything worth doing and on any day requires attentiveness of breath because only then can you in the, be in the flow of task and in the flow of life. If there are people that you look up to, whether in sport or entertainment or craftsmanship even, your local barista, whatever their respective trade is, you can bet that if they're performing at the level of excellence, it's because they are what's known as being in the flow. So what is the flow? The flow occurs when you are in sync and present with the vibration, the time and the space that you occupy and with the tasks that you are performing at hand. It's where we all strive to be. It's where we leave behind our capability and access our full potential. So if our breath is vital, critical to our health and well-being, why has our breath been attacked? At least that's how it feels to me. For over a year now, many people around the planet have been told that in order to keep others safe, they must wear a mask and breathe in their own CO2 for extended periods of time. But I'm here to share something with you. Perhaps you already know. It is actually the presence of CO2 in the body that informs the body it's time to exhale. At the end of your exhale, you intake fresh, fresh oxygen. Your body then creates more CO2, 
which it wants to expel because it's waste and it toxifies the body. This way it frees up more room for the inhalation of fresh oxygen which it uses, which it uses for repair, rejuvenation. So what happens when man and his ego with biased and purchased science tells the world that the way to keep people from dying is to breathe in your own waste? You get a population that now, scientifically and medically, has compromised their own immune systems and has created a host of other problems. You see, the way that it was presented was very carefully considered when you think about it. The story that they told us is that we could become unknown carriers of the virus and that if we wanted to, or that unknown carriers of the virus and if we breathed on others we would pass that virus on even whilst being non-symptomatic and potentially kill those that are immune compromised and had underlying health conditions that was quite the burden to place on everyone and it was extremely effective at putting guilt on everyone that this unproven burden needed to be carried and that they needed to wear masks everywhere and all the time. But you see, viruses have been around since the beginning of time. This is nothing new, unless through gain of function, this is something new. That story is still unfolding. You see, life-affirming, heart-centered decisions would not have sacrificed the majority for the minority, am I not right? Now, that doesn't mean that we don't look after the most susceptible. Also, with the same breath, with a 99% recovery rate for the young and healthy, why was the world stopped? And why were the young and healthy made to now compromise their own immune systems to create a host of other health problems? it's important to ask yourself the why. Who is to gain? Sometimes it's as easy as following the money trail to the top. I've said that before. Sometimes it requires a bit more contemplation. You see, for me, it's always been an intuition that I've had to trust nature over man. I distinctly remember being a young child when there was a campaign for formula that was being touted as formula being better than breast milk. This lie was being manufactured and distributed and although I couldn't justify it because I didn't have the correct language, I was still a a young child, I just knew intuitively that if humans were designed to procreate, that the source of nutrition that came from that mom from mommy, would be the best thing for baby. How could it not? Nature is perfect. She didn't forget anything. Unbiased, untainted, and uncompromised science has shown, without a doubt, that nothing compares to breast milk. It's literally liquid gold. It's nature's vaccine and antibiotic. It has no adverse effects. It has every vitamin and mineral that a baby needs. And babies that were raised on breast milk versus formula are less likely to develop autoimmune issues, 
allergies, anxiety, to name just a few of the ailments, side effects, if you will, that come along with putting something foreign in a brand new healthy body, such as that of a baby's. So then the question might be, well, some others, some mothers do struggle. What choice do they have? Well, the truth is we are tired. We are busy. We are impatient. And as a result of all of those things, we are unhealthy. If we had the energy to get healthy, the milk would begin to flow because it's the body's natural response after birth. The only thing that's getting in the way of a natural response in the body is the unnatural things that we've put in the body and around the body. Toxicity in the, in the air that we breathe, the water that we consume, the clothes that we wear, the 5G towers around us. If something that's natural is not happening naturally, that's not because nature has gone defunct or defective. That means that we have effed up. We need to stop, reassess, and get on some course correction. I felt the exact same way when the propaganda to replace butter with margarine was rolled out. Margarine, in case you didn't, didn't know, is plastic. Look it up for yourself. Even still, my spidey senses went off when I was a wee little one. And I was giving these adverts the side eye. And I was like, hang on. Once again, man has outdone nature? Is this possible? The same man that is flawed, that could literally be wiped off the face of the earth by nature in the blink of an eye, He's telling us that plastic, food that's really plastic, I should say plastic that's passed off and branded as food that comes from a laboratory is a healthier alternative than organic compounds that come from nature. And that something that was man-made could, would, or somehow should lead to improved health over that of whole foods, with all of nature's wisdom imbued into the whole foods? Hmm. I don't know, it just didn't add up to me, not in my heart and not in my mind. You see, I see humans as flawed. They will always be flawed, me included. We all carry a dark shadow, making us all impressionable to things like greed, corruption, and other shortcomings. And the last time I checked anyways, Mother Nature was not persuaded to those very same afflictions, if you will. Before I move ahead to an article that I would like to reference for this podcast, for this episode, I'd like to read to you from Dr. Sevi's Cell Foods. When oxygen levels drop, i.e. due to high elevations, or in this case, from wearing a muzzle. (laughs) Symptoms symptoms include weakness, confusion, and extreme tiredness. Poor concentration, forgetfulness, and depressive thoughts are early warning signs of altitude sickness. The brain, you see, it does not store energy, so a a lack of oxygen is lethal. Any limitation of oxygen for a prolonged period of time deprives 
the brain of fuel, and the brain uses 20% of your energy. So memory, judgment, and alertness quickly decrease when we are not oxygenated enough. Having read that, my quest for more of what I intuitively knew to be true led me towards another article titled, How COVID-19 School Guidelines Are Harming Kids. Now, I'm going to read you an excerpt from this article. It's not meant to sway your mind. It's meant to activate all of your senses, your guts and intuition included because the mind is malleable. It can and will believe anything that it wants to, but the body, its signs and its symptoms, those right there cannot tell a lie. So I hope that you will go inwards to help you reach whatever conclusion you come to. So in this article, how COVID-19 school guidelines are harming kids. And yes, as per normal, I will include this in the show notes. Masks cause anxiety, panic attacks, headaches, and more. Dr. Jim Meehan, an ophthalmologist and preventative medicine specialist who formed more than than 10,000 surgical procedures and is also a former editor of the medical journal, journal Ocular Immunology and Inflammation, stated, he has conducted evidence-based scientific analysis on masks, which shows that not only should healthy people not be wearing masks, they could be harmed as a result. Meehan warned universal masking of children is experimental and that the safety has not been proven. Further, he went on to say that the official changing guidelines from first telling people to avoid mask wearing to later mandating it in many places wasn't the result of new science, but rather was the result of lobbying. In his practice, Meehan said that he's seen horrendous harm as a result with dozens of children facing health problems, including anxiety, facial rashes, oral ulcers, panic attacks, infections, cavities, struggling to breathe, dental problems, throat absences. It's quite a lot. (laughs) At the University of Witten-Hardeck in Germany, an online registry was set up where parents, doctors, pedagogues, and others can enter their observations about mask wearing in children using data on 25 1,930 children with an average mask wearing time of 270 minutes per day, 24 health issues were reported. A majority of parents, 68% reported impairments in their children due to wearing a mask. They recorded symptoms that included irritability, headaches, difficulty concentrating, less happiness, reluctance to go to school and kindergarten, malaise, impaired learning and drowsiness or fatigue. They also found that 29.7% reported feeling short of breath, 26.4% being dizzy, and 17.9% were unwilling to move or play. Hundreds more experienced accelerated respiration, tightness in chest, weakness, and short-term impairment of consciousness. The The researchers concluded The frequency of the registry's use and the spectrum of symptoms registered indicate the importance of the topic and call for the representative surveys 
randomized controlled trials with various masks and a renewed risk-benefit assessment for the vulnerable group of children. 17 other ways that masks can, can cause harm were also unearthed by Dr. Meehan. They are the following. Medical masks adversely affect respiratory physiology and function. Medical masks lower oxygen levels in the blood. And if you recall, I stated earlier that oxygen is the fuel. Oxygen also helps to repair cells and heal them. And your brain does not store oxygen. It needs oxygen. Continuing on, medical masks raise carbon dioxide levels in the blood. SARS-CoV-2 has a furin cleavage site that makes it more pathogenic and the virus enters cells more easily when arterial oxygen levels decline, which means wearing a mask could increase the COVID-19 severity. Medicals, medical masks trap exhaled virus in the mouth, mask, increasing viral infectious load and increasing disease severity. SARS-CoV-2 became more dangerous when blood oxygen levels, becomes more dangerous when blood oxygen levels decline. And that could be said for many other ailments as well. The furin cleavage site of SARS-CoV-2 increases cellular invasion, especially during low blood oxygen levels. Cloth masks may increase the risk of contracting COVID and other respiratory infections. Wearing a mask may give a false sense of security. Masks compromise communications and reduce social distancing. Untrained and inappropriate man management of face masks is common. Masks worn imperfectly are dangerous. Masks collect and colonize viruses, bacteria, and mold. Wearing a face mask makes the exhaled air go into the eyes. Contact tracing studies show that asymptomatic carrier transmission is very rare. That's right. It's almost nil. So they duped us yet again. Face masks and stay-at-home orders prevent the development of herd immunity. Face masks are dangerous and contraindicated for a large number of people with pre-existing medical conditions and disabilities. Sentner also featured Dr. Lawrence's Pavleski, a New York pediatrician who warned that masks could be harming children's brain development. By promoting fear, stress, panic, and anxiety, it keeps children in the fight or flight, flight, fight or flight response driven by the brain. This influences the capacity of development and higher functions of breath. Rates of suicide in youth increased during the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020 compared to 2019. Significantly higher rates of suicide-related behaviors, including suicide ideation and suicide attempts, correspond to times of increased COVID-19-related concerns, according to research published in the journal Pediatrics. Social isolation imposed during the pandemic has been cited as a reason for pushing some people with mental health issues over the edge. Setner also highlighted a May 2021 announcement by the U.S. Government of Health and Human Services, the HHS, through the, through the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA, which will make 
14.2 million dollars from the American Rescue Plan available to expand mental health care access to children. In a news release, HHS Secretary Xavier Becerra said, children are struggling with a range of emotional and behavioral challenges arriving from arising from the COVID-19 pandemic, especially those in families with lower incomes or those who face obstacles in healthcare. It's estimated that 22% of U.S. children between the ages of 3 and 17 are suffering with a mental, emotional, developmental, or behavioral condition. Hmm. And yet we still place all of our trust in the medical industry, which is the third largest killer in North America of North Americans. <laughs> and companies that gain billions and billions of dollars of profit only and when you are not well, when you are sick. Hmm. Continuing on, Dr. Peter Bregan, a Harvard-trained psychiatrist, was also featured in Setner's presentation, a former consultant at the National Institute of Mental Health. Bregan has called COVID-19 restrictions placed on children a crime against humanity and an experiment in social engineering aimed at creating docile pawns in a global predatory system. Speaking, speaking with Wilson County News, Bregan said, I was a kid during World War II and I never saw anything like this even back then. Americans have never been docile like this, even in wartime. And the more you can mask a child, the less they can connect. The less they connect, the more docile they become. Similarly, the more you teach them to do absurd, humiliating things, the more they give in to anything you demand. Ultimately, the more freedom you take away from them as children, the more you can take away their freedom as adults. And so this is a conundrum that we have created for ourselves. And whilst some states are beginning to ban masks in schools, a lot of the damage has already been done. I know that um, I believe Arkansas is planning to uh, ban mask requirements. Florida, I believe, already has. Um, Iowa doing this, something similar. But the damage might already be done because we chose to listen to leaders and media and purchase doctors who seemingly had a different agenda. Healthcare not being at the forefront of their thoughts when it comes to us. You see, where I am, we are still currently in our quote-unquote third lockdown, and gyms and yoga studios have just recently reopened, but casinos have been opened, fast food restaurants have been opened. It's hard to reconcile if this was for our best, if this was truly done in our best interest, why it is that the fallout from these guidelines has been increased depression, anxiety, for many people, loss of work, loss of savings, perhaps loss of homes.
at the end of the day, these are decisions that you have to make for yourselves, whether you can reconcile the actions taken by people who are just people at the end of the day versus what could have been done in a situation like this. Anyways, if you would like to take a stand for health freedom, there is a non, not-for-profit called Stand for Health Freedom. <laughs> and it's dedicated to protecting basic human rights, constitutional rights, and parental rights. You can use, uh, you could apply, or rather um, obtain a form where you ask your governor and Department of Education to lift harmful COVID-19 guideline in your children's school so students can return to normal and healthy learning environments. So look up for that, Stand for Health Freedom. There's also another site called Putting Our Kids First Presentation, which contains data and video testimony from doctors, parents, and children about the harms of COVID restrictions in schools. These are just a couple of actions that you can take if interested. The other thing that you could do is not comply. It's about the children, yes, but it's also about us adults. You simply cannot be guilted into wearing something that compromises your own health in order to protect a very small part of the population. If we take the story back all the way to the beginning, even until now, the survival rate is well over 99% for people that are healthy and without underlying conditions. We cannot carry the burden of other people's health Everyone has to do what's best for themselves. That is life affirming. Just because you choose to consume alcohol doesn't mean I need to and vice versa. Everyone is responsible for themselves. When you go to bed, what you consume, how much, um, how hydrated you are, how much movement you provide your body, all of these things are directly impacting your health more so than anything else. Those are the things that you need to focus on. Reducing your stress, focusing on your breath and improving your breath, laughing, enjoying time with loved ones, enjoying physical contact, because these are the things that we were designed to do. These are health affirm, life affirming, health affirming, heart affirming practices. Not what we've been told to do, which is be quiet and muzzle up. This is where the symbolism comes in. Covering your mouth is more than just, the effects of that are more than just it impeding your ability to breathe in oxygen and expel CO2. It's also a way of telling you to be quiet, take it. Do not stand up for yourself. Do not oppose what you're being told, what you're being, how you're being controlled. I think I've given you enough to think about so on that note, I will sign off.
And I hope to hear from you all through my new website. And I hope to chat with some of you. I hope you'll take advantage of this time and opportunity to get a free 45-minute consultation with me. Until next time, I bid you adieu <laughs> from my heart to yours. Bye.